0: Welcome to Retro Wars, where each week me and a friend talk about the video games we used to play back when we were kids. Hi, my name is Daniel Carroll, and this is episode 82, and we're looking at Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Fall of the Foot Clan that came out for the Game Boy. I love this game. I I still have it. I don't know when I got it. I don't know where I got it from. But it was one of my Game Boy games as a kid, and I am so happy that I still have this So, literally, to be able to do this, have this actually once again come up and do this show, it was great. And as part of the TMNT Cowabunga collection, I got to replay it and had a blast. And I brought my guest Keith this week. Now, because Keith made me do that stupid game that was ergo's i said right you're gonna do a game that i choose and i chose this and he actually came to me afterwards and said well, "He didn't come to me he didn't walk over he spoke to me and said i'm actually quite surprised i thought you were gonna be really evil and pick a horrible game i said no 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 i don't do that to my guests i'll make them i want them to have a nice experience when they come. me i want them to say you know what It was really good fun being on this show, so I'm not that horrible. I'm not completely mean. So we played this game, had a good laugh, and, yeah, we give our thoughts. Now, if you are here just for the chat with Keith, go about 35, 40 minutes, and you'll get to that. First of all, we've got to do the plugs, and then we're going to have some games and fun because we try and, you know bulk of this out but we try and make this a nice fun show so wherever you listen to this please help support the show by giving it a five-star review tell me i'm great tell me i'm terrible tell me this is the worst thing you've ever seen and whenever you see this flip on your socials whether it's facebook instagram or twitter slash x please give it a share because it helps get out there because i haven't really got a big following and a lot of you do so it helps me get out there if you want to support the show financially, you can do over at patreon.com forward slash Wars. where for $1 each month, you get access to your own show called DLC, and it could be top 10s, modern day game reviews, or gaming events. And with our, well, good old Charles, Charles is leaving Mario, and that's going to be the main thing when we do patch. But as a bit of a tribute, well, it's not really a tribute to him, It's just more of a spin-off of my own thoughts as a thing to that. So, for a bit of a sneak peek, here is episode 55, where I looked at the top 10 Mario games, in my opinion. Mario 3 on the NES. Yes, I know this is low, I know it's low, and I know it's a great game, it has been covered on the show, but remember, I don't have that nostalgia, I don't. This was the final NES game that came out, and it went out with an absolute boom. Remember, I came from an era with Super Mario World, as I earlier said for number 10, Super Mario World was my first ever one, so it was going backwards playing the NES games because I didn't know that many people who had an NES to begin with. It introduced the Cooper Kids and it introduced an item system which was absolutely incredible. And that was DLC episode 55 and top 10 Mario games. Next week for DLC 56, we're going to look at Gamescom. Gamescom 2023 was out and there was a shit ton of information that came out of that shit ton. Uh, I wanted to put it all on here for patch, but I would be all day. So it will be a DLC episode, so expect that to go out on Friday or Saturday. And also let you know that 5% of all our Patreon fund each month goes to a UK charity called Get Well Gamers and they help give games and consoles to 150 children's wards across the UK. So far we've only raised about $4.50 which I know isn't much, but I hope we can make this grow over time and I'd love to get to the stage where we start donating goals and get goals. Getting donating games and consoles. Now if you want to donate your games directly, if you've got any old ones you think, you know what, I don't need this anymore, how about rather than make like $2 for some of them, how about just donate it directly to the charity? And the link to do that is in the description below. Now, what else you get for your money? Will you get the chance to message me one-on-one on Discord? You can actually join our Discord and basically join the Smut Squad. You get the chance to take part in all our shows of 16-bit nonsense, survive or die DLC, or comment on our Game of the Week, and I'll probably wreck your names, like I'm about to do to our newest Patreon. A big thank you to Dylan Jacobson. I could do that one. That was easy. That was easy. I didn't fuck it up. Well done, me. Honestly, well done, mate. All right, that is our plugs. Let's get into our first game. Our first game. Literally, look, I'm recording this at five, at far five, five in the morning. Give me some excuse, all right? Give me. I, my brain is just not functioning today. It's like blah, 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 blah. Let's get into our first section, shall we? Which we call 16 Bits of Nonsense. So 16 Bits of Nonsense is our letter section where you guys can pretty much ask me whatever you want. We've got quite a few questions this week. First of all, Captain N says, Now you're officially Australian. Listen to last week. You can put. Have you put the shrimp on the barbie? Not yet. We're getting the barbecue cleaned. Are you gobbling up your Vegemite? Have you fought a kangaroo? Have you gotten chlamydia from a koala? Are you truly Australian now or just another pretender? <laughs> okay, let's go for that. No, I've not put another shrimp on the barbie. Uh, Am I gobbling up Vegemite? No, it's fucking disgusting it is absolutely outrageous the hiccups loves it oh god no have i fought a kangaroo no but there is some viral videos about that like literally like there's there's two videos where like there's a proper one where a kangaroo gets a dog in a headlock and the guy just goes over and whacks it one and you've got to the kang these are big like there was a place we used to go by um not far from us and if i had to close it down now but we used to be able to just go and feed wild kangaroos and basically people were bringing sandwiches and shit which makes no sense but idiots and there was one kangaroo and i was like crouched down by i was like holy shit this thing is hench this thing could kick my ass so no i ain't fighting one of batter me have i gotten chlamydia from a koala no i've got other things from a koala but not chlamydia are you truly Australian now or just another pretender? See, this is an interesting thing um, because they made a big thing at their ceremony about you've got to go support the Matildas who are the Australian soccer team. You've got to support the Matildas because they are facing England. And I'm sitting, no, 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 went straight into the pub that day with my England shit. England till I die. Um, look, we don't know what the future is for me, the wife, for me, the um, the Queen. Um, hiccups, whether we stay, whether we go. I think having that citizenship, though, is just a big thing because that means we have the freedom. We can, you know, go back and forth, no longer paying the Australian residency fees. You've got to do all that. And if we do decide to go back to the UK then we and we don't like it, we can go back. So it, it's a win-win, really, of those things. Ah, good old Australia. Storm Beagle says, The question uh, has been burning my mouth for some time. When you sign off your show, you often say, I've been Danny, thanks for listening. So my question is, when you're done recording the show, are you no longer Danny? Just who the hell are you? No, my name is actually Steve. My name is Steve. My name is Steve Gonzalez. <laughs> Steve Gonzalez is my actual name. Danny is just my pseudonym. Now, do you know what? The, the... <laughs> yeah, I never actually thought of that. The Yonks, when I was doing YouTube, it was the Honest Pokemon Trainer, and I was like, I'm not going to give my name, I'm only going to tell certain people, but then when it came to this, it's like, ah, fuck it, I don't care, who is really going to come out and find me, who is really going to give a shit about what I say, like, I don't say anything offensive, I was like, I'm not going to give my address out, so does it really matter that I put my name out there, I was like, oh, I can't be honest, so no, this is my name, (laughs) I'll have to be careful what I say now, Storm, because you said that, but no, my name is Danny, uh, my name is Daniel Carroll, that is my name, that's one the name my mother gave me, the name my father gave me, and I will die with that name. Although, to be fair, when I got married, when we got married in the unit, you have to say, like, well, you take blah, 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 my wife didn't say my name, she said my middle name. I was like, uh, and there was already someone else of that name, and I looked at him and went, you bastard, cheating on me with my wife. So technically, my wife never actually married me, because she just said a middle name lazy that's how essentially we got married as well i just put the ring on her finger um yep yep that's what happened because she said no great it's great in it there is more context to that. don't worry all right chris coplin says chuck's satin smut dud i don't think i've formally posted a congratulation new aussie citizenship here so congrats my question for you is: new aussie is one of the local wildlife are going to kill you which one would it be i keep hearing how dangerous they all are down there i also want to know details as how it would happen I'm making some popcorn right now as you describe this and so make it good. Okay, yes we do have some dangerous wildlife here. I'm gonna I'm not gonna lie about that, but the chances of you actually seeing that is very slim. I'm sorry to disappoint everybody. So the the most dangerous things we have are the snakes and spiders. Nobody's died from a, a spider bite in years. Like we have what we call the funnel web spider and the, and the red back spider. Red back, yeah, you, you, you might need treatment, you might not. But the funnel web, holy shit, you need treatment for that thing. But they do the anti-venom up in the park by us like literally for the reptile park, about 25 minutes away, something like 20 minutes away, they do the anti-venom there. And these things don't jump. I like, used to think you could, they could jump for miles, but the guy he does the talk, he literally picks it up in a container and literally puts it next to his face. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. But they, they won't jump. Um, the things you do have to worry about, though, are snakes. Snakes are a problem. Um, again, I've not seen them. I've only, say that. I've only ever seen one brown snake. And, yeah, you're in trouble if you get bitten by a brown snake. My uncle just cut his head off straight away. He literally went, Pfft, not messing around with that. Um, so if it was going to be happening, it'd be a brown snake. Um, or a, a taipan or an eastern brown. The chances of you, again, seeing them are very slim. So if what was going to happen, i get bitten by a brown snake. Oh, He wants a scenario, doesn't he? So I'm literally making this up. So I got bitten on, I know it's him, isn't it? It's Chris, isn't it? So he's going to want something. I got bitten on the willy or something like that, isn't it? I know he's immature like that. I know he is. And he's sitting there and going, ha, <laughs> ha, Now I just know he is. Uh, no, I got bitten on my wrist. And then I was very safe. I applied my snake bandage, put it on very safely, called the ambulance, let them know what's happening. Called them, And they called the uh, hospital, Gosford Hospital, straight away to let them know what's going to be happening. I got there in time, and they were able to save my shoulder because I'd lost all my arm because the basic necrosis had kicked in and that was my right arm so I'm forever left-handed in all my life I don't know what sort of scenario you wanted me to give in that I had no idea Shadok TH says before I ask congratulations on getting the Australian citizenship oh thank you everyone thank you Chris as well what were your very first the video games that got you hooked to things like video games like basically it started your gamer journey for me those video games are Sonic the Hedgehog 2 for the Sega Mega Drive Genesis well done putting both Sonic Adventure DX 2006 PC port and the Sonic PC port there's a big gap there Jesus there's a huge gap uh no I got hooked Miami Streets of Rage it was my first ever video games console that my dad bought me he bought me the Sega Mega Drive and it came, I think it was like Mega Mega Games 1 or something, and Mega Games 2, but it was Mega Games 2 um, that came, so I had six games to begin with. No, I had eight. I had eight games because I also had an NHL and a Madden pack. They were there, so they had those eight games. And but it was Streets of Rage was the one I played the lot. Streets of Rage and Golden Axe. They were the get two games, but me and my brother Phil um, slash Raphael, we were just literally go nuts playing those games. I had so much fun, and I didn't get Sonic. Sonic opened my eyes to get to gaming, really, and the Sonic the Hedgehog craze, but I didn't get to play Sonic for a long, long time. Uh, again, this is just because I, I came from a very, very poor background, a uh, very working-class family, and my dad was a bit different. With parents are divorced. He bought us that, um, and my mum couldn't afford video games. We just had to basically... We got that. We were very lucky, and that's what we got to play with. Um, but it was, yes, yeah, so- Streets of Rage. I was hooked 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 so i have a lot of nostalgia for that game and a lot of respect for it as well because often you know your first video game you play like the first time you're with with a person uh, it's very important and you'll never forget it so yeah streets of rage for me that is is the one that got me hooked on the gaming when it came to like hooked on maybe rpgs i'd say probably final fantasy 7 that's the only other thing i can think of fighting games street fighter 2 easy one for that one but yeah Different, different things, different things. Finally, Pajama uh, says, Dear Australian Danny, Today I found out From Software made a Gundam game for the PS3. This being a combination of my favourite game developers and franchises made me wonder, if you could choose, what game developer would you like to tackle for your favourite franchise to make a new game? Did they? I had to pause that to find it. Sorry, they did? They made a game and it was Unicorn Gundam. Um... Do you know what I've never actually seen Unicorn Gundam and I don't know why. I think because they're movies essentially and I just need to be in that mindset. One day when I kick all kick the wife out and the child for the day I will just blitz it. If you're going to ask me that question, you've just answered it. It sounds a bit of a cop out, but I've made this comment already on the show. 100% I want from software to make another, I wanted from software to make a Gundam game. So, let's let's put this in perspective. There are two different ways you can look at Gundam. The space stuff and you look at the ground stuff, the space stuff wouldn't... Because we've got... Um, you know, we've got... What's it called? Armored Core. The way that game is playing, I said I'd love Gundam to be in the star. of that. That's ground Gundam. So that essentially would be some of the older series. But if you're going to go to space, you need probably... That, that Rubicon thing wouldn't work. I don't think that's not how the space battles would work. But they do do it well in that Unicorn Gundam game, which I'd seen. So yeah, I... It sounds a bit of a cop out, and you know, but it would be. I would love from software to make a, a, another Gundam game. Like if they if they had Armored Core, if they do DLC, and they bring in like the RX 78 or something, holy shit, or a gun tank, I would lose my fucking mind. You know, I'll. This. I am so excited for this game. I really am. But I'm going to have to put on the back burner because I can't afford it. We'll, we want to put on more towards other things. Uh, and I'll get told off about more games. But, yeah, it's a bit of a cop-out pyjama. But, yeah, 100% it would be that. I would be getting that game. I would be getting a Gundam game. But the thing is, though, the Unicorn Gundam game, the reason why I hadn't heard from it, it's only fucking Japanese. That's why. Ugh. Ugh. So make another one. Hopefully fund it wonder if they'll be saying, yeah, let's get on to that and we'll, we'll make Gundam games again. Maybe. We'll see. All right, that is the our letter section. Thank you very much, guys. Really do appreciate it. I said, if you want to join in and ask me anything you want to, go to patreon.com forward slash RetroWars. Right, let's get into our new section, which we call Patch 82.0. patch at Point Zero is our news section where i look at what's been going on in the gaming world sprinkle my thoughts on it and just basically you know, i can't cover everything i can't but it's just what i think is interesting the first thing we're want to talk about though is not gaming it is wrestling because i'm a big wrestling fan i do love my wrestling and we learned the sad news that terry funk and bray Wyatt passed away now uh, terry funk was sad obviously you know but age is a thing but Bray Wyatt's the one which has is, is hit home. Uh, it's a huge shock to everybody. He was only 36. the so same age as me. Apparently, he had a heart attack following heart issues that were exacerbated by COVID. I, I think I saw it like on Twitter. just came up, RIP Bray Wyatt. I was like, no, please, no, no. And so WWE did put on a tribute show to both. Um, which was very classy, which was very, done very well. Good promos, you know, matches in their honours. And phew, 36. And he's got four kids as well. Oh, fuck. Just take each day as it comes and enjoy it all. Enjoy the ride, everyone. You never know when it's going to end. Just enjoy the ride. Don't be miserable as best you can. Just try and enjoy it because one day we'll get off that roller coaster and we ain't getting back on all right i don't want to dwell on that too much because you know it's there's been a lot of it all right mario i mentioned this earlier charles martinet is no longer voicing mario he has retired himself he is not He is still going to be mario he's going to be the mario ambassador i have no idea what that is that role is going to be but charles martinet has been with us since mario 64 we all remember when he came out and he goes let's go um so he is now pulled away he will not be in Mario Wonder. So he's not in the new game. So there must be a new actor for like Mario, Luigi... Whether Wario, Waluigi as well... Because he does quite a lot of roles. Um, but there's no idea. The new actor, whilst they would have been done... The new actor has not been named. Because I imagine they'll do that... During the promotion of Mario Wonder. Because it's going to be a big thing. Because this is the voice we're going to have now... For a long time. If you think about how long Charles has been doing it for... Well, this person's in for a. They're going to go to superstardom immediately, the moment they get this. So, Nintendo won't just go, here it is. They're going to make a big thing about it, aren't they? And I imagine Charles will be in. They'll, they'll do an own video. I reckon. I honestly reckon if it doesn't get leaked, they will do a video to say who it is. 100% they'll do a video. Because it's Nintendo, isn't it? You know, why not make it a big thing? All right, some reviews. Reviews have come out. Do you remember a while ago we were talking about the PS, well, yeah, the VR, and there was a game called Immortals of Avenue, and I thought that looked sick. I thought it looked really good. Like, the plot looked good, the fact you could have magic in one hand and stuff. I think like, that's really cool. However, the reviews are a bit of a mixed bag. Some was going as high, as high as 8 out of 10. Some was going as low as 4 out of 10. Like, I thought it looked great. Maybe it's one of those where you know, it, it's, it really is a mixed bag, and then if you like it, you like it. It's like Marmite. like Vegemite. Either you like it or you don't. It's simple as that. Like, I thought it looked really good. But, yeah. A few eights, mostly mid. That's all we're looking at for this game, which is a bit of a shame. Um, VAR, VR games have still got a way to go, as it seems. However... The other one was meant to got a review. It was Armoured Core 6, Fires Rubicon. Bit different. High eights. High eights. 8s. 8s to 10s. That's what we're looking at here. Some have moaned about the bland missions. Um, however, for me, look. If you love mechs, you love it. That that that's what I'm taking from reading some of the reviews. If you love mechs and I love Gundam, you are gonna It's a ten for you. It's as was it, what Maximilian dude described it as mech porn. It will be. I think if you are, if this is your type of game, I think you 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 know love that. sort. I think it's going to be a 10. If it's not, you're probably going to give it an 8. I don't know. But am I getting this? Yeah, I think it's going to be a Christmas game for me. I think it'll be, can I have it for Christmas, please? That's what it's going to be. But I am very excited to get it. And I don't think I'll have it spoiled for me because I, I don't think many people I know are going to be playing it. Well, not them. Who do I know plays video games anymore? Really, back here? Oh, it's not many. Um... But I think if you're a mech fan, I imagine pajamas probably getting it. So let me know if you do get it. Just message me and let me know if it's any good or whether I should be basically asking Santa for a purchase. One thing I won't be purchasing, but I still think it's pretty cool, Call of Duty. We've had Nicki Minaj, we've had Snoop Dogg, and now we've had the Shredder, and now we're getting Lara Croft. Lara Croft is coming as a DLC skin. All we saw was a silhouette of her. So we've not actually seen any gameplay. We've not seen her shooting the guns. I still think it's quite cool. I like Lara Croft. I wanted her in Smash. That so was I was one of those big people waving the banner for her. It makes a lot more sense that she's in something like Call of Duty. How that's going to look, I don't know. But again, Nicki Minaj is in Call of Duty, so why can't Lara Croft? Will I be playing it? No. I don't play Call of Duty games anymore. I just haven't for a long time. The Call of Duty is just not my thing. Again, it used to be. It's just... Nah, I'm kind of done with that series now. Again, it's not a problem for some people. Some people love it, but it's just it's just not my thing. Um, now, remember with the writer's strikes? Now, this was my thing. And Last of Us Season 2, apparently they've said this will be delayed due to the strikes. Well, of course it's going to be. Let's be honest. The writer's, strikes is, the writer's and actor's strike is still going on. So I don't think they even started filming. I don't think you can because everyone's offline. So I think it's really prepping what you can do. So the showrunner and writer, Craig Mazin, are basically, he says, right, he's in the the below-the-line capacity. Now, I had to figure out what that actually meant. So what that basically says, that crew members, I've I've got this off the internet, crew members involved into two budget categories, above the line and below the line. If you're involved with the creative development of a film or TV show, your role and production costs are considered above the line. If you're a day-to-day crew member on set, you qualify as below the line. Now, he, probably because it's his baby and his, his showrunner, he's probably just says, you know what, I will put myself below the line. But I was like, oh, okay, that's interesting. I, again, you never know these things. He came out and said, I think it's becoming essentially a near certainty that we won't be able to start filming. And when we're hoping to start, we're hoping to start, which is upsetting. We're all raring to go. This is what we're born to do. This is what we—this is how we not only choose our, to live our lives, but I believe how we are compelled to live our lives. Otherwise, why the hell would we do this insane job? I can assure you it's not for the money. And I can assure you it is for the money. Otherwise, you wouldn't be doing it. <laughs> I know there's a big thing going on with the writer's strike, but I can assure you that is your job. That is your career. That is what you want to do. To make put food on the table. So you are doing it for the money in a sense i know you get to do what you love and that's great you get to do what you love i'd love to do this like i'd love to do this podcast full-time it ain't gonna happen unless we start getting like a thousand patreon level tell your friends tell everyone become patreon but i don't know i don't know i don't know how much money they make i should say i i don't know what well, hollywood's a bit of a mess right now isn't it so yeah i'm i'm not getting that to debacle I'm not getting into that debacle, but I suppose you could become a banker. Ugh. 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 I hate that. And finally, uh, Jeff Keeley announces the 2023 Game Awards. They will be 7th of December, near my birthday, and it will be the 10th year. So like okay, and it will be in LA. So there's no nominations yet, but I think what we'll do leading up the weekend before, we will do a prediction session, and uh, we will do a prediction for, D- for the DLC, and we'll get everyone in um, and we'll try and work out. Okay, who do you think is gonna win? We'll go through every single nomination, and we will basically say, right, who's gonna win them? And I want to see if anyone gets them. All we'll right, I'll give my predictions as well, even though the ones I'll have no fucking idea. Like best art direction, or like okay, okay, all right, whatever. Uh, I will just guess, and if I get them, we'll do a bingo card. We'll see who could win. We'll see. I have all the posterons who want to play this game. Who can win? I'll keep the score tally. I'll write everybody's name. I'll write everybody's nominations and who they've all selected, and we'll see who wins. And we'll keep it all we'll keep it all secret, shall we? Shall we keep it all? We'll work that out nearer the, the time. We'll keep it all secret. It'll be a secret. It'll be a little secret with you guys. We'll wait and see how that's going to work. I'll have I'll have to speak to the uh, the council of my head and work out how we're going to make this a bit of a game. So yeah, that'll be interesting. So we got a while. We got a while. Plenty of time to plan for that. Alright, that is your news section. Let's get into our free section, which anyone can play, which is called Stick It Up, Your Ginger.
1: Uh-huh.
0: So, Sticky W. Ginger is our free section, which anyone can play. I basically want to know about all your successes for the week and all your frustrations. Now, I put the posts up on Facebook because I, it's the best way of getting it out there, because you don't have to follow me on Twitter. So, I've got a few good few good ones here. All right, I'll go through five. First of all, Dana Conyers says, I've never beaten Lion King on the SNES. I can feel your pain on that one, Dana. I, I can really feel your pain. Uh, as I said, when we did the episode of Lion King, it's just that bastard flip. That bastard flip. For me, that was it. Like Again, there's, I just can't wait to be king level is also a bastard. Then every other level is a bastard. The whole game is a bastard. So I can understand why you never beat that Lion King. It's practice. I'm not going to go get good. That's rude of me, but it's just give it a bit more practice. Go back, Dana. Go back now and try again. Try again. Let me know if you can do that, please. Let me know. Art Williams says, I finished Ghouls and Ghosts yesterday. What a mission that was. Holy shit, you absolute hero. That's all I can say about you, Art, because I am, woo, I ain't touching that with a barge ball. And I know there's Super Ghouls and Ghosts, and I know Ghouls and Ghosts, and I know I'm going to have to play that eventually for the show. And I am fucking terrified. <laughs> I am terrified in the prospect of having to play that game, because it, I know it's history. I know it's legacy, and I know I'm going to cry, and cry I will. It's not going to be fun, is it? Oh, but well done. Well done, Art. And Matt Haig says, my mate was a beast. He's put a best. My mate was a best. You mean a beast. He used to snap his PS1 discs because he got angry, and then sit there like he just taught the game a lesson. Ha! Ah! Ah! What a dickhead. <laughs> Imagine that. Oh, like getting out your copy of Tekken 3 and snapping it and going, yeah, fucking showed you. And I go to your mum, mum, I showed Tekken 3 who's boss. I just snapped it. Alright, no more playing Tekken 3. Good. It doesn't deserve to be played again, the bastard thing. That's class. Well done. <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> i was like imagine trying to snap an n64 cartridge i'll show you bowser you twat i'll show you <laughs> oh i am um, justin holt says sekiro or so sekiro and Elden ring full steam achievements i know not retro no 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 five claps i don't it doesn't have to be retro justin it doesn't have to be retro i'm just happy you didn't it's, it's about achievements what you did for the week so well done Getting both of them, I know I know the pain I know what it feels like to not have those achievements because i don't have those achievements in my tank, not that it 'd be on steam but the on p s four slash five but well done, I'm very proud of you, Justin, because that takes some things now. go and play the version where every boss is thomas the dank engine go and do <laughs> play that as a mod i just uh, i'd love to be able to say I have that time i i don't but Wow, look at especially to Sekiro. Oh, whoa. Sekiro is a different beast. He's a different monster altogether. Finally, Adam Jones says, I beat Battletones on the NES. Bullshit, you did. Bullshit, you did. He could have, I don't know. But bullshit. Bullshit. I mean, I'm not going to be the only one. There's going to be a very collective world. Bullshit. And then I'm going to get Adam Jones finding me. He's going to come round to my house. It's going to be littered all around the Woy Woy area. Just with these things. saying, Yeah, look, here's me screenshots. Here's me playing it. I did it, you bastard. I don't know where you live. You live somewhere around here. That'd be funny. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, again, I don't want to play Battletoads because I'm terrified. And I know one day someone of my guests is going, say, so let's play Battletoads. It's a really good game. And I'm going to go, fuck. Fuck. I, look, I look at my list. I look at the list of guests. I have like a list now, all my guests and where they're up to. And I'm looking and I'm like, which one of these bastards is going to drop that ball? Which one of them's is going to go, today's the day we're going to play some battletoads, And today's the day I'm going to go, fuck, because it, it, it's going to happen. I can just see it. All right, that is Sticky Dip with Ginger. Thank you very much, guys. Said, if you've not, uh, if you, if I didn't read you, don't worry. I've kept them all. So we will be getting to them. And then when I run out, I posted again. So don't worry, we will be getting to them at some point. Now, let's get into our final Patreon game, which you can all play, which is called, I said that makes no sense, it's a final Patreon game. It's a Patreon game, come on. Let's get into it. It's called Survival Die. Survival Die is where basically we have two games, characters, could be anything, franchises, and we have them knelt before Mr. Jeffrey D. Morgan, who is sat there in his Earthworm gym suit with Sharkhan's hammer, and he basically makes the decision, well, he, he, I do, basically one of them is going to have their brain splattered, one of them is going to live, and one of them will be able to die, never potentially to be seen again. Now, as we are talking Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, I decided to pick two of the turtles. Now, it'd be very easy for me to pick Leo or Raph, but they're the two of the most popular ones. So let's look at the other two, shall we? Michelangelo and Donatello. I have my own opinion about which one should have their brains splashed in, but I can have my, my mind swayed. I am basically the adjudicator. So let's listen to what you guys said, and you all got involved in this. So, really, I'm very, very happy. Keith says, Keith Gasper says, Mikey is likely to OD, preserving his party due status. (laughs) Mikey dies. No, how do we know that the Turtles do drugs? Because, as Sonic says, that's no good. You know, so I've got, I should, I need that donut. I need a Sonic thing going, that's no good. So, no, I don't know if Mikey is um, intriguing. Does Mikey take the illegal substances? Potentially. We're never going to know. Hopefully not. Don't do drugs, kids. Do not do drugs. So, 1-0 to Mikey dying. Blaine the Hoagie Man says, Donatello survives. There we go. That's 2-0 for Mikey to die. And he says, let's look at this realistically. When it comes to all the fancy technology that the Turtles has, and by extension, the toys we got to play with, the Turtle Van, the Blimp, the Turtle Com, etc. Where do you think they all came from? Uh, Toy companies. That's right, the genius of Donatello. No, toy companies. Without him, you don't get that cool stuff. So sorry the idiot Michelangelo will have to die. Yeah, I didn't think of it like that. Essentially, the toys, like, it basically wasn't for Donatello. His brain, we wouldn't have the Blimp. I never had the Blimp. That was the one toy I always wanted, was the Blimp growing up because it was so goddamn cool let's be honest the blimp was just the tits as a toy find me a better toy like I had the toy I had I had shred, I had the lair uh my mum got it for me because again you know we, we didn't have that much money growing up so we I used to build my own with like cardboard I, I, I was one of those kids I would like literally go to like the supermarkets and ask for their cardboard and me and my brother raph would would build shit with cardboard we had so much fun and we couldn't we that's how we did it we couldn't do it so my mom one day bought us the uh a, a, a lair that and it was so cool i had like downstairs i had pipes you can connect and oh i treasure that i pray to god we've still got it downstairs That's all my favorite toys i used to play with and again i don't know how much it ever cost my mother but it was i was so happy we had it but i never had like the turtle van the turtle blimp please if people have got the turtle blimp i'll tell you send it to me send me a picture because that's just tits It's awesome, Captain N says. I'm going to have to go against the Hoagie Man, and that's rare. Michelangelo may be the youngest, but his euthanism—I was going to say euthanized, really keeps the team together where they need it. Donatello is smart and provides him technology like lasers and night vision. You know things like ninjas are known for, but he really is a selfish intellectual who looks down on his brothers. If I wanted someone to look down on me, I would ask him to move to Australia and start a retro gaming podcast. <laughs> you bell end. Mikey lives, he's the anchor of the team. Yeah, that's often been said that Mikey is the one who holds the team together. They've done a lot of that where Mikey basically disappears, the rest of the team vanishes, and they just don't they don't have that link. Cause Leo and Raf are just basically two ends of the spectrum. And yeah, I have heard that you, they need Michelangelo, and I, I know they did it in an episode of the um, the TMNT 2003, where Mikey died. And oh no, shit, no, that was Donnie. Shit, I've gone against my own arguments, haven't I? Fuck! <laughs> oh, what a dickhead I am! My God, just got to quench. Oh, what a dickhead I am! I go against my own argument. Oh shit, I just shut up, shouldn't I? <laughs> Oh, great, isn't it? Oh, God. Yeah, I, this is what I do. So you Captain. not I move across the world just to get away from you. Uh, Chris Copleen says, I guess I have to get in here early now so you can read my comments, Danny. Well, no, it's that we had more than six. And I've said, if people join on Patreon and we get more than six, I don't have to read your shite anymore. <laughs> I said, I'm not going to give you that joy quite yet. I can't let your listeners down. Any Oh, here we go. This is the This is where borderline objections come out. Anyway, while they both have firm rods, I'm going to judge which one can survive based on its versatility. So while the bow staff is long and hard, and is long enough to, and that can be shared with a stranger, no, I'm not reading the next line, the nunchucks seem small enough that a single person, stop it, can place it. You can use it for multiple attacks in multiple places. How about that? Plus, it can be better using it in. No, no, just goddamn no. It's outrageous. This next line is so outrageous. It's basically objection, 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 objection. So (laughs) fucking no, no, Chris. I'm not reading it. Let's put like he's put raw. You just use your own use your own imagination for that, or read the Patreon fee. Join Patreon so you can read what he puts. So, and go back to... So, Mikey would be more useful at turning tricks in a brothel, at least... Oh, for God's sake, it's just filth! No! I'll read this one because this is something that Donnie would say. Sorry, that Jeffrey would, or Negan would say... Jeffrey D. Morgan can take that boast off, polish it up real nice, turn it up sideways, and stick it up right up Donnie's Rudy Poop Candy Coloca before making him a half shell with a shower with his shower can't death Danny's fist up the arsehole raging demonic hammer of doom. Coloca, I got that one word, one word wrong, didn't I? Wong. One word, one word wrong. Fuck me. I've had these tongue twisters in my brain. like, whoa, what? Can't work anymore. He did get killed. With a hammer. A sledgehammer was killed. Donnie, that was in the comics. That was really cool, actually. So, basically, we're now... Hang on, where where are we up to? So, we're now two all. We're two all. For God's sake, Chris. It's like, literally has to come with, like, a warning. Warning. The following comment may cause me distress to the person who's reading this. That's what this buddy is sometimes. Raging Demon says, On the one hand, if Donnie dies, you're kind of fucked on the NES game. Which is true. But on the other hand, Mikey is more entertaining and cooler. Hmm. The conundrum. I think Raf is the best turtle, but they nerfed the shit out of him in the games. My decision will be based on the legion of people who think Donnie is the best turtle. Rather than agree with them, I will have Jeffrey Kahn in the Earthworm Gym Suit Earthworm Gym power suit flush Danny down the Danny Donny down the toilet or splatter his brains with a hammer. I'll leave that to his discretion. I'm from Burgundy. Damn it who typed the question mark. <laughs> Alright, we're 3-2 three, 3-2. Two, three, two. And finally, Pajama says, honestly, I prefer Barini to the both of them. That said, purple is the best color, so Mikey dies. Jesus Christ, he's brushed this on the freaking color with three all. Three all. So I get the deciding vote. (laughs) If you've followed this show long enough, you know where I'm going to go. And you've not swayed me, these people who think they have swayed me. Destroy Donatello. Oh, it gives me the satisfaction that Donatello dies. I like Michelangelo. Yes, sometimes he can be quite annoying. However, he is pure of soul. He is literally the one who doesn't really want to fight. There have been plenty of the the different versions of the Turtles, even in, like, series of, like, the last Ronin where you see flashbacks. And you see, he doesn't want to fight. He's not. He's not a fighter he 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 does so because his brothers do, but he'd really he'd be the first one to put his weapons down if peace talks can happen and I don't mind that whereas Raff is like the full blown killer. I just think Michelangelo is is i he's not my favorite tale Leo is, but Mikey has the most potential it's always been that, and then people said that because he got given the most complex weapons to use because he's a fucking moron, yeah he uses them with ease and he uses two how he uses two and why he uses two rather than one i don't know again toys but i think michelangelo he is the most uh, athletic he did win a tournament once just for pissing off raff and being athletic so i have to say mikey does have the skills it's just he just needs that training he just needs that focus so yes donny and i'm going to have you fully smashed shell and all and i'll laugh while jeffrey's doing it <laughs> And that is it. That is it, Survive or Die. Thank you very much, guys. I really love it when we all play that game. It's good fun. All right, what have I been up to? Well, as you know, probably the time of recording, I was going off to the World Cup final. I got a bit excited, so I have to apologize to some of my guests because I basically was so excited I got a ticket. I ballsed up when I was meant to be recording with people, and I'm sorry. Uh, I will be in touch with everyone again soon to try and organize September because I want to get that going, and September is a blank slate. Um to say goodbye to venus my sister-in-law katie she disappeared she actually flew over the stadium and i was like bye bye venus and yes i should say about the world cup final yes i got tickets i was very very excited uh england didn't get the result they wanted um spain were the better team by far spain were the better team um and i remember sitting there with people who don't know about football and i'm sitting there going what do you shut up shut up shut up like, just kick it forward. I was like, it's not that fucking easy. Just kick it forward. Jesus Christ. I know it's now started a big shit show online with the Spanish FA. Woo! It's like the Spanish Me Too movement has started. It's a silly thing to do. Like, why do that? I wouldn't be kissing girls on the lips. I barely know. It's not a not a smart thing to do. I know there's both sides of the argument, but I'm like... Mm. I just think that's a very, very silly thing to do. Like I wasn't bitter. Like there was some Spanish kid walking down the stairs, and I, you know with his chips. I just wanted to kick him. I didn't. I wanted to, and then steal his chips or stamp on his chips. Either way, because we were losing at time. I'm not bitter. I'm just no. I'm bitter. I'm very bitter. But I had a great time. It was a great experience, and I really hope like it pushes the world game when it comes to uh, football slash soccer for young girls, I hope we get more people coming through. I, I'd love hiccups to play it, but she ain't, she ain't interested. She wants to dance. That's her thing. So fine. She wants to be a girly girl and dance dance game for it. I'm all for that supporter. Uh, t-shirts are done. T-shirts are being produced for packs. Uh, we're not going to be selling them. Uh, basically I had a chat with the artist um, with with my, with my dude. Um, and both. Yeah, we both agreed. Me and slow speed road. Both agreed that look, we're not gonna, we're not gonna sell them just because um, we're using like TMT, we're using Sonic and stuff like that. So you don't want to risk anything with copyright. So there will be um, future t-shirts to come forward. All right? But I think we said if I get to 100 Patreons, then I'll start looking about making t-shirts. I think that's what I'm gonna do. If we get to 100 Patreons, then I will actively do this because at the same time, you know, we've got to, I've got to meet the costs of getting the artwork done to begin with so that's what's going to be get to 100 patreons and then we will start doing like t-shirts and mugs and stuff like that that's the plan okay 100 patreons we will start them and the designs will come so yeah i know a few people have asked them um i think if you do want them um if slow speed run is okay with the artwork going out um you might have to just do it yourself unfortunately for these ones just because i can't sell them um, but I know you understand that I don't want to be done with copyright. I don't want Nintendo coming after me and sending a letter to me. My, You know, having someone like from the Yakuza come around and slice my head off or something with a letter that they're going to sue my ass. So, yeah, I don't wish that. Thank you very much. Uh, what have I been playing? Uh, I think I mentioned last week I'd finished Fire Emblem Genealogy, so I'm not going to rave about that. I finished two games very quickly. Yeast 3. I finished that, uh, had a ball with that, and that is going to be an episode at some point in the future. And Mario 2, the six golden coins, finished that in about two hours. I was sitting there in the toilet at work. I was like, oh, what can I play? Oh, I'll play this. and literally did it really quick. So we well, have got guests working out who's going to do that one. But yeah, I finished Mario 2 and the six golden coins. I have got to do a game. I've got to finish it off tomorrow and Thursday because we're going to be recording then. Um, so I've got another game I need to do tomorrow. So that is going to be done. Um yes, yes, yes. And I I think it's I can't remember three D three D Battlers or something. I can't remember the name of it, but you'll you'll have it all next week. I just can't remember the top of my head. Alright, yes, yeah, so yeah, we'll tick along, we will ticking along, tickety boo Okay. I've been going on long enough, nearly over forty minutes. So let's get your thoughts, shall we? Thoughts on our game of the week, which is TMNT for the Foot Clan. I give you guys a chance to sound off over on Patreon. Captain N says Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Teenage, Ninja Turtles, Teenage Ninja Turtles on a Half Shell. Um, it's heroes in a half shell um, so yeah get your words right Captain N and I couldn't agree more <laughs> Chris Coplin says Captain N makes some fantastic points about how the Foot Clan does indeed fall I can't wait he doesn't he doesn't he, you were gonna, you, gonna you, you jumped the gun here I can't wait to hear if it's down some ladder or some stairs also watch out for Mikey's nunchuck there we go there we go he had to sneak that little thing in didn't he oh shit Raging Demon says, The game was okay. Pretty easy by a turtle game standard. Y- yeah. Yeah, but I don't care. I've just played Mario 2. It's piss easy. Still loved it. And Shaddock says, Cowbunga. I remember... Oh, should have... I- Cowbunga! I remember that game from watching some reviews. And by the looks of the gameplay, game was alright. And it was. It's comfort food. That's the best way of saying about this game. But I have been talking long enough, haven't I? Right, let's get into this. Let's get into it with me and Keith, shall we? So... I am going to play some music. And when I come back, me and Keith Gasper from the Main Quest podcast are going to be talking about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles for the Foot Clan, which came out for the Game Boy in Europe in just 1991. That's all I've got. Fucking hell. I'm still old, aren't I? Returning to the show once more is Keith from the Main Quest Podcast. How are you, my friend?
1: I'm doing very well. I'm here to uh, freak the foots and vaporize them into milkshakes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Do you know what? That makes no sense to anybody else, but I got it completely because yeah, that is the ending credits of this game, and it's like, what the fuck? What? I think
1: I think it's the ending credits to like one of the other. Turtles games that came before this. I think it was the... um, I think it it was the uh, NES port of the arcade game.
0: Is it? It makes no sense, that phrase. Vaporized to milkshakes. It's like, what the... (laughs) Who's smoking this? Who's making (laughs) this game? Also, I mean...
1: The term term freaking the foots is... uh, Means something completely different in 2023, so...
0: (laughs) Oh I'm intrigued. What does that oh I suppose, yeah, freak the foot, yeah.
1: <laughs> That's uh I don't know, Danny, you could probably find that on an OnlyFans someplace. I I'm not sure. I wouldn't know personally.
0: But... No, I wouldn't know personally either. <laughs> um so I have nothing to do with this. You know, there are people when now some people may be listening to this show expecting you know, a video game. Some people, when they said, you know, the rise of the Foot Clan, they may be thinking, oh, oh, Foot Clan? It's a bit of a fetish thing. So if that's you, no, we are talking about a video game. You are on the wrong show, my friend. This is not about feet. It's about ninjas. And I think, yeah, some people are going to be a bit confused. We're talking about turtles. turtles. Or, um...
1: You say it's about ninjas, or it could be about heroes, depending on where you're from.
0: Oh, yeah, that's the Germans' fault. That is down to... Not, that's down to Germany. So Germany basically felt that ninjas was too aggressive, and they kicked up a stink, and so they changed it for the rest of Europe. So we had to... So, growing up, for me, it was always hero. So, I was like, what the fuck? Why is it Well, I got confused. I was like, "Why is, what's the difference between ninja and hero? Yeah, so yeah, for, for us it was actually that's a good point i'm going to google this when we got it in europe did we have it as ninja or did we have it as um rise of the football did we have I, it as
1: i would have to assume that it was probably probably hero
0: i'm i'm thinking Cause it would this be
1: cuz the other two games are around 89 and this is 1990 so unless something changed within a year mm,
0: it, Let's have a look. Europe. Um, It doesn't say. Um,
1: I've to look for the box art, I think, and then... uh, Okay, it says... uh, Here, I pulled it up. Um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Fall of the Foot Clan, released as Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles, Fall of the Foot Clan in Europe.
0: There we go. There we go. Yeah, so it's out
1: there. Yeah, yeah, so... uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in Japan.
0: Yeah, there we go. And I'm currently looking at a copy of it. Yeah, yeah, I've got a copy of it. Um, There it is, Hero. And to be fair, I had this game growing up. Um, I had this game growing up, and I've still got my copy. When I went back to England, I've still got it. I'm so happy I still have this copy. I don't Mm. know why I still have it, but I do. And I left it in England, and I'm a bit gutted now. So Mm. when I go back to England again, I'm going to bring it and have it as my little part of shelf, because I think that's a part of my life this, this mm. game was a part of my life and mm. didn't you don't think you'd played this prior to me asking you to do so had you
1: no i um you know i grew up with a game boy uh we have some of the pretty early game boy games i mean uh you know tetris of course was the pack-in mm. uh super mario land uh yeah kirby's kirby's dreamland uh you know stuff like that you know the i guess the basic games you know that would come with the game boy or that you would get with the game boy and uh i you know i had prior experience with the nes games which um (sighs) you know uh, i know hey it's okay to like a video game right (laughs) those (laughs) games are those games are playable and i think you know i have respect for that first game for what it is, and for what yeah. it is trying to do, it's still not good by any means. And the arcade port is fine. Hard as uh, balls. It's a little lackluster. It's. I feel like it's something that. I feel like Konami should have went to Sega. With these really? early turtles video games. Yeah, because yeah. the uh, the Master System's, you know a far better system than the NES. Uh, It's capable of, I I mean, Sega was, they were like the arcade masters. They were literally making consoles that could handle arcade games. And so I, I feel like something like the Ninja Turtles arcade game would have fared a lot better on a master system than the NES.
0: Possibly. Yeah, possibly good. And then they would have made a game gear version as well. And then sure. the Game Gear it would have required everyone's life savings to spend on batteries. But mm-hmm. Yeah, it would have been interesting to see what it was like on the Master System. I can give you I that mean, one.
1: Rewriting history, right? Because, I mean, Turtles was no small IP back then. And I think a lot of people would have went out of their way to get a, a Master System, possibly. Probably would yeah, have sold would. a lot more.
0: Yeah, the, the the Turtles at the time, like, I grew up with the Turtles. They're part of my childhood. Like, I still love them now. But like I remember, like I was getting up early in the morning to watch the the turtles as a co- you know as part of it. If I ever saw a turtles comic, I tried to buy it because it was quite hard to get those things when it when I was growing up. But I had the toys, I had the posters, I had everything. Literally, I was turtles mental when I was a kid. And yeah, if if it was Master System, I could understand people probably would have gone that way, and it could yeah it could have changed the whole direction of gaming. It's a. Good point. Actually, I didn't even think of that.
1: Yeah, I, um, yeah, I grew up uh, same. I had I had all the toys and everything. I have. It's one of those things where I, I wonder where the fuck my parents got so many mo- so much money because, uh, not that we were like poor or anything, and we certainly weren't rich. We were just kind of like somewhere. We were like middle standard middle class. Yeah. And you I had to have all the toys, toys everywhere. Had all the toys. Had the consoles. Had video games. And yeah, then to was, switch was, it up a few years later, when like Power Rangers, you know, started, yeah, <laughs> started banging yeah. out, and I'm like, okay, now I need these toys too, and also I need, uh, I also need to have have like a, what do you call it? I, I I need the toys to basically uh, cross reference. I need a, I need the universes to collide, make my own little universe <laughs> with the Ninja Turtles and the Power Rangers, which happened in the TV show, like six years yeah. later but i was already it, out of the it, game by then <laughs> yeah
0: it was all out I like, literally i had the yeah i went for that stage but we were growing up we were very different because my mum didn't have much money so literally if i got like a turtles toy it was for a christmas present or a birthday present it was very rare i got toys but so i i looked after them and i remember once my mum saved loads of money to get for the the they were like they were doing um kendo and they had like kendo suits on and mm-hmm. oh my god, I got all four for Christmas and I was like crying. Oh. I was like, this is the best day Hold ever. on,
1: sorry Danny, my, my alarm's going off on my phone. I'll be right back, hold on How
0: so. dare it go off? <laughs> I how swear I'm professional. You swear it's professional, the alarm's going off. Now, with this game, let's be honest, what did you think of this game?
1: My bad, how much shit were you talking when I left?
0: I I asked one question it was just simply what do you think of this game
1: Uh, so here's my thing and maybe I'm giving my final thoughts away too early here on my podcast I covered like seven or eight Game Boy games and I'm not Mm. sure I'm not sure if I gave them a break because of the hardware that the games were on Hmm. And so when I was playing this game, I was actually really surprised. This was kind of like um I feel like this was like your your uh, I I should say my retribution for uh putting you through Air Guys.
0: <laughs> yes, damn right it was. Damn so, right it was.
1: So when you picked this game, I was expecting this to be some sort of horrific experience on the Game Boy because I'm <laughs> Because when I think of Game Boy games, like I said, I, I, I played just, like, the basic, like, the greatest hits of the Game Boy when I grew up. So mm. anything kind of outside of that, I don't have a lot of experience with. So when you said to play this, I'm like, oh, man, this is going to be fucking awful.
0: This, this is going to be dreadful.
1: And then I noticed that this was um an Ultra Games joint, a.k.a. Konami. Yeah. So it to be really hard. Yeah, so I was like, "Well, this is either going to be like the NES games, or it's going to be, you know, at least fairly decent." Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, overall, I I once I got past like the second level, I was just kind of like, "Yeah, all right, this is this is actually pretty decent for what it is."
0: Yeah, it is. It's a good game. It's a good little game. I, love I mean, it. I
1: I finished. Uh, the first time I played, I probably finished within, like, the first 25 minutes, and yeah. it, it kind of has the same, uh, I guess, uh, if you want to say, like, mechanic as the first game, where if a, if you end up dying with what because you have a, you have a selection between the four turtles, of course. Yes. Yeah. And the only way to differentiate them on the screen is actually by their weapons, which is just
0: Yeah, that's the. Only Ka- difference, it's kind of, yeah.
1: But, it's a neat detail too. I, I liked how, like, it, if you picked like Raphael or Michelangelo, there's like a little animation to their weapons when they're just yeah, they idle. spin them round, yeah. which,
0: which is quite cool. Which is that, yeah, but their reach isn't as long. I've noticed. I don't think right. their reach is as long as as Leonardo and Donatello, right?
1: And so, if one of those turtles happens to die, if you die as one of those turtles. You restart the level, but you have to pick a new turtle. So it's kind of like the NES game. It's just that in the middle of a level, you can't switch between them, which is
0: kind of a bummer. You are are basically, that is your turtle for the rest of the level. And unlike the NES game, once you lose a turtle, they get captured. That's it. You you can't get them back. It's like they're your lives, essentially. So you have four lives and that's it. Once they're all gone, that's the end of the game. And there's mm-hmm. no way to recover them, which is annoying. But I suppose, unlike the NES game, this game isn't. As, it's nowhere near as difficult. Oh my god, the difficulty level is nowhere near.
1: No, but absolutely it's nowhere near not.
0: It, it's not, but it's nowhere near as long as well. So I can understand why they don't give you that opportunity to save the turtles. <laughs> like, yeah, you can. You can finish this game in 25 minutes. Easy, definitely the whole thing. But I played it guy. Like i've played it twice since we've spoke and uh, because i've got it for the cowabunga collection and nice. you know what i had such a good time with it i had a smile from ear to ear it's not a long game but it's concise does what it says in the tin and it's just it's just a little bit of fun like it's a weird one because essentially it's a side scroller you know but loads of things are flying at you from all sorts of directions but once you realize how that kind of works how they all come in it's it the game is relatively easy to finish
1: yeah i mean the foot soldiers are literally they just jump onto the screen and before they can even attack you you can usually hit them and everything goes down in one hit there's maybe one enemy and i think it's like the robot the weird robot guys that take like two or three hits yeah they take
0: two yeah.
1: But um, basically everything dies in one hit, and I think that also goes to, you know, it says a lot about the difficulty of this game.
0: Yeah, and it, it is. It, it, and you can even just skip right to the last level. There's a level selector which have never seen. You, you straight away. It's like, which level do you want? I was like, um, I want the <laughs> last level. I was like, I'll just go right to the end of the game. But you don't get, like, the extras, the, the credit scenes if you do that. You need to finish your right. one to five. But I was like laughing. I was yeah, go okay to the last level. But I think they did that so you could practice. So you could practice that particular level you may struggle on and then go do the rest of the thing.
1: The yeah, I, I was. Going back to the turtles being captured, you know, mm. um, yeah, I. The first, my first playthrough, I uh, was maybe like 25 minutes probably. I lost Donatillo and Leonardo. I used them first yep. because they have the, the longer reach. And um, I finished the game with them missing. And then at the end credits, it says the end question mark. The end question mark. And they've got the picture of uh, uh, what is the brain's name? Krang? Krang. Yeah. And um, so I was like, oh, shit, I, I, there's probably a different ending. And so I played it again, probably finished it in around the same time. Or no. Yeah. Well, I played it a handful of times, actually. Um, like the third or third or fourth time in which like my playtime was a lot shorter. I want to say maybe 15 or 20 minutes. Hmm. I finally got all four turtles. And unfortunately, it's the same ending. So I'm like, what the fuck do I have to do? Like is is there a different ending? Like I'm not sure.
0: Well, I know you fight you fight Krang the Krang's the last boss, um, cause, and yeah, maybe there's not. I don't know, but it's just you beat Krang and that seems that's the end of the game. It was like okay. You, also, Krang is around.
1: incredibly easy.
0: Yeah, some of the bots that so you you fight f- five bosses. You've got, uh I think it's who's first. I think it's Rocksteady first, then Bebop, Baxter Mm -hmm. Stockman, Shredder, and Krang. The only boss which gave me any sort of difficulty was Shredder.
1: Yes. Yes, Shredder's fucking hard as shit. But his level, super easy. You're just walking in a straight line. Like, there's no... I I mean, there's enemies and stuff, yes, but there's no obstacles in your way. You're literally just walking, and I'm like, well, this is kind of boring. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. The third time... The third or fourth time I was playing through the game and I got to that stage and I realized, I was like, there's no obstacles anywhere. I'm just moving forward, turning around to hit an enemy, moving forward, turning around to hit an enemy, and that's it.
0: Yeah, because they're getting you ready to fight Shredder because he's a bit of a bitch because you can't just, if you run up to him and hit him, you've kind of got to go, like, know how far you can go. You range. Because if right. you just get really close to him, then hit him, he will still slice you. And his sword does so much damage. It's like, fuck. So you have to time it so well that you can get a hit in, but you're not in the range of that sword. Um, otherwise, I, I lost turtles the first time I was doing this again. I was like, shit, I'm losing turtles here. This is good. <laughs> but it like, but takes a bit of practice. Once you, once you realize his range, it, it is doable. And mm-hmm. then Krang's a piece of piss. Crang, yeah, the others are all easy. yeah. Crang's all super easy. And essentially, there is some pattern to them. But once you figure out the patterns, and if they fire projectiles, you can actually slap the projectiles and just cancel mm-hmm. them. Once you figure that out, it's like oh, okay, these bosses are nowhere near a threat. Like it's not Turtles in Time level where, or even you know the New One Shredder Revenge, where the bosses will really beat the shit out of you. No, they're not a challenge. And I don't think this game was meant to be a challenge. Because the way I see it is like, Konami probably knew, okay, we've got the NES versions, which are really hard. Well, let's just give everyone a short, concise little game for the Game Boy. Let's just see how that works. And I I think it's good fun. I, I, I generally... I think if it was more difficult, because you wouldn't have had like a save file at that point, it would have been harder to get through. But because it's a nice little adventure... Like, they're really forgiving. Like We knew when the foot soldiers come in or any enemy comes in, the hitboxes are all over the place. I find, like, I'm hitting them. Like, no matter what I do, I'm going to kill them. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. And this is where I kind of struggle with my feelings about the game because it is so simple. Mm. And I'm like, S- something about this is lacking. Like, I wish there was something more, and I'm not sure what it is. Because when you think about it, like yeah, again, it's a Game Boy game. You're meant to basically finish this on a ride in the car. Yes. And be sitting at home, you know, playing this uh, on my on my retro Pie on my fucking TV, and I'm like, okay, yeah, all right, this is this is fine. But it's just like there's something lacking, and I. Again, I can't fault Konami. I can't fault the Game Boy because this is a very early Game Boy title. There, mm. When you're talking about early Game Boy t- titles, I mean, if you think about its contemporaries, there was nothing really like this. No. It was, so, it's not, not a lot, to be honest. And they looked like fucking Gar... Well, I mean, Tetris... Looks, Tetris is Tetris. <laughs> but yeah, if you compare this yeah, to like uh, Super Mario Land, like Super Mario Land looks like trash compared to this.
0: Yeah, the they they look the turtles look really good. The yeah, anime, huge. The, the sprites are they, huge. The sprites are huge. You clearly see what they're going on. They're detailed. Yeah, fair enough. People could say, "Oh, well, you can't tell the difference in turtles apart from the weapons." So what? I was like, they are detailed. Everyone is clear. Like the the level of detail, like of the foot soldiers and the mouses, I was like, "Shit, this is really good."
1: Yeah, I mean the, I I think them, I think the attention to detail with their weapons is actually a, a more creative and positive thing. It, it's kind mm-hmm. of what I said about Super Mario Land when I talked about that game. They're like uh, the different power ups had to be. They had to look specific because like a one up mushroom on the Game Boy is gonna look exactly the same as a regular mushroom.
0: So you'll never be able to
1: tell the difference, so they had to change the sprites somehow. Yeah. And so it's kind of the way I see this game as well. My only gripe graphically is that the stages themselves, like after that first stage, kind of bland.
0: Yeah, they're not they're not I think the yeah, the first stage you go in, it's just a traditional side scroll. I think there's a forest level where you're kind of mm-hmm. jumping on logs. Then there's a car where you're just, just driving, or the cars are going and you're just jumping on them. And I can't remember the fourth level, and the fifth level is the Technodrome. They're okay, they're, they're, not, they're not too bad. I think the environment's okay. I'd like the log level, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, it, it it kind of, it's it's again, it's better than Super Mario Land. I think they did a for sure. good job. I don't know what else they could have done. That's that's my thing for the what the, the hardware they had. I'm not sure what else they could have done at the time.
1: And you did mention those cutscenes between some of the stages. Yeah, which they did. Are incredibly detailed. Like it looks like out of the cartoon show.
0: Yeah. I thought, wow, okay, where have you got this? I was like, that is some of them are yeah, really good. There are ones where it's just a still. Like it's literally just a still of uh, something from the game. That there's ones of Donatello standing there saying, "Quick, April's over there." Well, yeah, go, go, idiot. Um, and then, <laughs> then there's ones we actually see them jumping and moving into jumping into buildings, like, jumping out the sewers, like or jumping into the technology. I was like, "That's pretty good." Again, this is a Game Boy game. You're not expecting cutscenes. Like, I don't, you know, to, that wasn't a thing.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is 1990. I mean, the Game Boy was only. Like a year and a half old or something like that. It It really wasn't a lot of video games on it.
0: No, it was still very fresh. So that's like I I know there are two more turtles games because there were three, and I've never actually played them. Um, but now I can because I've got them on the Cowboy Collection. I never Mm -hmm. even saw them in the shops, so I am looking forward to playing the other two games. I know the third game is very different. The third game is more of like a Metroidvania. In comparison Mm, to this, interesting. So I am intrigued to give that one a go. But I just thought, do you know what? This is this is a good good time. Like essentially, this podcast is probably going to be longer than you finishing the game.
1: Yeah, you probably (laughs) would.
0: You probably would have finished it by now. I was going to say. I think
1: the looking at the time here. Yeah, you probably could be on the last level by now.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you probably will be now. Before I go into what, for me, what was one of the best things, did you know there was a little mini game in this game?
1: So there's a couple of them. And I did not realize that until maybe my third or fourth run. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening? What is this?
0: (laughs) Yeah. so So when you're playing the game, you can find hidden areas. So where you jump and then suddenly the turtle will flash and you'll go into like a numbers game with Splinter. And he basically Splinter's got an you know, Splinter's got a number in his head between zero to nine hundred and ninety-nine. So it's a thousand numbers, right? And you've got ten guesses to work out what the number is. And it's a bit of moco was it moco polo? And he's basically saying bigger, smaller, bigger, smaller. And you've got ten, ten goes to work that I was like, fuck me, Splinter. Just just tell me the number, you dickhead. <laughs>
1: There's um, there's that one, and there was um, some game where you're throwing, uh, like ninja stars at a board or something like that too.
0: Is there? I didn't yeah. find that one.
1: Yeah, I, that's a thing too. Like I didn't, like I would just be casually playing the game, and all of a sudden, like I'll hit like a wall, and all of a sudden you're in the mini game. Like there's no signposting of where these hidden areas are that was my thing and like like i said i didn't even notice i didn't even come across one until like my third playthrough
0: no i i didn't know anything about the hidden rooms like say so for the numbers game until i looked at the guide in the booklet on the cowabunga collection and i was like what there's rooms and when you if you find the number you get your life refilled again and yeah. the konami code works as well i didn't know that i was like holy shit the konami code works why didn't I ever just try and think use the Konami code? Uh, and it gives you one go, it gives you all your health back again. I didn't have to use it, but it was there as an option. I was like, oh fuck it, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna if I'm if Raphael's about to die, I'm using this code. So the other mini game, I said I never knew it was there. What do you get if you do that one?
1: I'm trying to remember. I'm actually trying to look up the other mini games. I, I think um, there's I I think there's three in total. What? Um, what? Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to look it up real quick.
0: I'm, I am, I can't find lead, anything. Yeah, leave uh, one. There's the number
1: guessing game. That's the one you mentioned. Um, and yeah. then I played played some Ninja Star game, and I think there's I another just, one too that I ran into. I've
0: never even. I could knew be wrong. About- I never even knew about that. I've, I've got Wikipedia up. Doesn't even tell you about that. It's ridiculous that so hang on by winning the mini games shattered throughout the stage. I, yeah, so what are the mini games? Yeah, and give even on the, the fandom
1: wi- wiki, it, it doesn't say anything. Even the about fandom the one games. doesn't tell you. Yeah, no. That's give me. I wonder if I took a screenshot while I was playing. um I would have to check. That's but... insane. So yeah, basically,
0: was... so someone's going to be here, someone's going to be in their car going listen to this going, "Yes, you fucking idiot. Yeah. Of course there are <laughs> mini games. How did you not know? Well, they're not signposted. posted. Right. These things aren't like, "Here, jump in here. You'll be fine."
1: But it was cool, right. like I mean, yeah, it was frustrating that I didn't know that they were there, but like on the third playthrough, it was kind of cool to be like, "Oh wait, there's more game that I didn't even realize was here, you know, Uh, they don't, again, like you said, they're, they're a little bit cryptic. Like I wish they were a little bit easier, but uh, it's still pretty neat. It's just something I did not, again, for a Game Boy game, did not expect it to be there. They didn't have to put it in there, but they did. That's cool.
0: I like that. I like the fact that that's in there. I am very happy knowing that, but now I want to see, now I really want to see what this is. This second minigame that you found that I never even knew anything about. That's amazing. That's that's superb. Now the one thing I want to really like praise I said because you don't. There's not really loads to talk about this game, but this bit I love is the music in this game, mm-hmm. and the music is
1: top notch. Yeah, composed by. Well, I'm gonna butcher her name, uh, Michiru Yame. Well, Michiru you go with that. Yame. I didn't research uh, that. Uh, she did the soundtrack for Rocket Knight Adventures. Uh, oh, did Symphony she? Of the Night.
0: Oh yeah, she's their big one. Yeah, she's their their absolute big something big else. One, a couple other yeah, ones. And... I
1: mean, she's she's done a ton of stuff for uh, Konami
0: and do you know what i've literally just done i've literally finished rocket night you mentioned that i literally finished that this week and i recorded the episode yesterday Mm -hmm. and holy shit that that soundtrack
1: was incredible yeah fucking bangs man i i just played that game um a couple months ago uh for uh retro hangovers discord thing it's so
0: good. The soundtrack. So, good. and like when I listen to this soundtrack, the moment it comes in, yeah, it's the turtles theme tune. But I don't care. You give me a good version of that, I am absolutely buzzing. It's just absolutely incredible. Like,
1: this, well, you gotta have it, the, right? You gotta. There's so gotta many licensed. Yeah, there's so many licensed games around this time that just did not have. Like, I look at a lot of Simpsons games did not have any simpsons music in it you got to have it you have God to who? that's like the lowest bar you can jump over and yeah. so far all of these turtles games that i have played have had the theme in it in some form of another, or another some form or another but also besides that the rest of the levels have really good music to go with it so yeah they like, do really good original music you know yeah so i i pulled up the other stuff that she's worked on. Uh she also worked on Castlevania Bloodlines, uh Contra Hardcore, Hard hardcore. Hardcore? Contra hardcore. Yeah. <laughs> um Rocket Knight 2, uh Symphony of the Night, Skull Girls, and Bloodstained Ritual of the Night was the last thing that she worked on.
0: Wow. So she has done she has done some absolutely like bangers, like absolutely yeah. great songs. So fair play to her. Absolutely fair play to her. But this, this is for Game Boy Game Boy titles. One of the best soundtracks. Again, considering the time, awesome or absolutely awesome. And I'm so happy getting to play it and just having a time of my life with it. And it's great. It it's just absolutely good fun. And it makes it, because the NES version didn't have the old, the actual Turtle Steam tune wasn't in there.
1: I, oh man, it's been a while since I played it. I think in the original game, I think it was. It might have just been on the title screen, right? Nope. Nope. Not at all? Not at all. Oh shit. Yeah, I don't remember. It's been a long time since I played that.
0: Yeah, it's not in there. I don't know why, but maybe it's to do with licensing. It's anything I can think of, um, possibly. But yeah, so here they put it. It's fully in, and it's great. And like number two, the arcade game, it's in uh, for the NES, but just not number one. And yeah, I've had an absolute, absolute boy, you know, absolute boy, absolute joy with this <laughs> one. And again, it's not a long game, and there's no, there's no point going on waffling because you don't need to waffle about it because it's great. But. I would, I would recommend it if you enjoy turtles. I'd recommend go and play it. You know, if you want to find it, have a, a quick, quick go in the, the the history books. Half an hour, you'll be done. Easy.
1: Yeah, easily. Yeah, this is uh, this is one of those Game Boy games that I don't feel like a lot of people talk about, or at least not in the circles I run with. Uh, well, the circles I run with don't really talk about the Game Boy at all, unfortunately. But yeah, uh, yeah, that's a pain. Yeah, this is this is definitely something. Like, if you have it in your collection, you haven't really played it. Definitely give it a chance. And, and now with the Kalibunga uh, collection, it's yeah. it's readily available. You know,
0: and it's great. Yeah, the fact it's it's easily readily available it's it's fantastic. So, if you had to score this out of ten, what are you giving it?
1: <laughs> uh so again, this is, goes back to what I said earlier. Do I do I rate this because it is a Game Boy game or do I rate it just as a singular thing without the context of when it came out and what hardware it came it, out on It's
0: your decision it uh. is your decision You may you, know, you I'm not making the rules you decide what you want to do
1: Yeah, I'm thinking here, I, you know, like I said, I, it's such an easy game. And once, once you play through it once and you go back to it and people better at video games than me could probably finish it the second time without losing a turtle. Oh God. Yeah. There's, uh, it's so simple. It's so easy. I was about to say there's so I I was about to say there was not a lot of replayability with this game, but considering on like the third and fourth playthroughs, I found those bonus areas that I never knew existed. There we go.
0: There's Um, definitely more.
1: You know, I was gonna give it a six point five, but I think I think I'll give it a seven. Like there's there's nothing wrong with it. it. It's really good. It's a lot of just good clean fast fun you know but like am i going to go back to this anytime soon i i don't think so but yeah it's definitely worth checking out and at least sitting sitting there and playing through it a couple times so i i think i'm going to give it a 7
0: i'm going to give it a 7.5 again okay. it's not it's not the best game there are much better games than when you're looking at today's standards but is it good for what you're asking it to do? Yeah. Is it a good, concise little time? Yeah. Like it's not challenging. It's good fun. If you I'd say play it with your headphones on, because you get you if you love turtles and you put your headphones in, you'll get into it straight away. Uh, otherwise, if you don't have the headphones in, you won't get that feeling, and you won't feel like it, you know, in my point, it's a 7.5. You'll feel it's probably less. You'll feel, oh, this is boring, but the moment you put the music on, holy shit, you'll be like, okay, I'm in. I am definitely in. But for me, no, really enjoyed it. 7.5 for me, 7 for you. Yeah, it was good fun. And again, if you've been playing this game, you've probably finished 10 minutes ago.
1: Yeah, (laughs) it's incredibly surprising. I was going into this thinking I was was going to be something i hated because like, like i thought you were getting me back for ergos but no this, uh, no no this was I'm nice. a very surprising game this was something that i just i would have probably overlooked if uh, i hadn't played it for this show
0: good good well my friend it has been an absolute joy having you on once again and i'm glad to see you know i'm not such a horrible bastard and i will give <laughs> nice games and you can you give horrible ones but yes <laughs> Thank you very much for coming on, and I really appreciate it, and I can't wait to have you on again.
1: Yeah, man, thanks for having me on again. It was a lot of fun, and uh, thanks for basically putting this game in my hands. I really appreciate it. Thanks. All right.
0: Take care, mate. Yeah, you too. And that was episode 82 of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Fall of the Foot Clan, and thank you very much, for for listening. I really do appreciate it. Thank you very much, Keith, for coming on the show. I really do appreciate it, and I can't wait to have you come on once more. And I'll see you all next week, shall I? I hope everyone has a good week. Look after yourselves. Stay safe. I have been Danny. (laughs) Take care, guys. Bye-bye.